Take us today to the book of Luke, chapter 21. And 
I'm going to just read four verses here in the midst of uh, a famous discourse between Jesus and his disciples. Although this is, this story is probably more often read from the book of Matthew, but I want to read this from Luke today, Luke 21 and beginning to read in verse 25. My apologies to the uh, multimedia room. I didn't give you my, my verses today. Reading here in the King James Version, Luke 21, beginning to read in verse <clears throat> 25. The Bible says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations. With perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Amen. Amen. Would you bow your heads and pray with me a blessing from the Lord today? Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence. I feel here today, thank you for these people who have come to, to worship you, to honor you, and to receive God from you. I pray for your help right now, that you'd lend to me anointing and a touch from heaven to say something, God, worth hearing. Say something, O oh God, from heaven. I pray it in your matchless and wonderful name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. <clears throat> It is hard to escape the, um, the current climate of news that, uh, that we have going on in the world. Of course, a lot of attention over the last two, well, less than two weeks, really, has been given, of course, to the conflict breaking out between <clears throat> Israel and Gaza, Israel and the Palestinians, uh, the uh, atrocities are, are numerous and, and really I can't go into <clears throat> descriptive detail right now about it but it's of course horrible the things that we've seen happen and uh, we're going to see more as uh, the war unfolds and of course for about a year and a half I don't know the exact number of days but about a year and a half we have seen Conflict, of course, in Ukraine between Russia and Ukraine, raging on and on. And what is not being reported really in mainstream outlets at all, there is a, another conflict going on between Azerbaijan, a country that probably many of us maybe never heard of, couldn't, couldn't find on a map, but between... I Azerbaijan 
and ethnic Armenians, um, <clears throat> not getting any coverage, but it's maybe a religious conflict more than anything. There have been many Armenian Christians occupying a territory for uh, well, no less than a hundred years, but it's in a territory that both Armenia and Azerbaijan have claimed as their own territory. But they, they haven't had a lot of fighting over the years, but some skirmishes have broken out over it. But last several decades, there's been relative peace, and all of a sudden here, the <clears throat> there's been a lead-up and, and uh, an attack, a choking off of resources for the, the Christians of this area, which most of them are Christians, but our Azerbaijan is 98% Muslim, and they basically have pushed them out of their homes, killed them, bombed them, uh, and driven them out. Uh, and so it's easy to see. With the right spark, we will be swept into World War III. I think that's easy to see. I mean, if you will recall from your, from your school days the story of World War I, how there was a, a, a lot of puffery, let's say, that led up to Archduke Francis Ferdinand going to Sarajevo and was assassinated, and then, like dominoes falling, nation declaring war against nation, against nation, against nation, and... And, and we're swept up into this great first conflict of, of World War and then World War II not long after it, which really, in, in, in a sense, was just a continuation of the first one as if we hadn't quite gotten it out of our system. Well, there's something about mankind. We just never seem to get it out of our system, huh? The Bible says God made man upright. But man has sought out many devices. In other words, we find different and many and myriad and manifold ways to sin. We find ways to be discontent, to be malcontent, to be destructive. There's this old philosophical question whether man is basically good or basically evil. I don't know how a Christian could, could struggle with this question, but some do. You are no good. I am no good. But for the mercy of the Lord, but for the Holy Ghost, but for the blood of the Lamb, we are no good. We are a fallen creature. And we are destitute and we are far from God. But he is rich in mercy. But he still went to the old rugged cross. But he still paved a road between humanity and heaven. And it's up to us whether or not we want to walk on that uh, holy highway. Amen? Amen. Yeah. And because the individual is evil... Even the collective then is evil, and then even the nation becomes evil. As much as we desire to build a society of rightness, of morality, of a good ethic, we fail. We fail. 
however long we can make it last in a good in a good attempt it eventually comes unraveled because there is no perfect nation except the nation of God. Amen. There is no perfect kingdom except the kingdom of God. There is no perfect way to live except for living as unto our king. Amen. Amen. So I want to read again this passage. And upon the earth distress of nations. Upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. You know, sometimes preachers or churches don't want to talk about, I guess we could use the word politics, and I try not to delve into who you should vote for, because here's the, the truth. Like I just said a minute ago, none of us is any good. Do not make the mistake thinking that if you vote for one party, everything is going to be correct. Everything is going to be right. All of the the problems of the world will be corrected. If you think that, you are foolish. You are unwise, and you need to listen to the pastor right now. Salvation does not come through a political party. Salvation comes through Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Amen. He is the bright and morning star. He is the lily of the valley. He is the one which was and is and is to come. He is the almighty. He is all in all. There will be distress of nations. Not now... I think that, at least on the surface, for sure, we understand the, the idea of distress. Where we're stressed. There's anxiety. Anxiety of nations. But a deeper look at this word, you know, it, 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 it means a narrowing, right? A pressing in. And, you know, I, I've been thinking this, I guess, for a couple of years. I feel like I've mentioned it a time or two, how it feels like time is being pressed to the end. It's being forced to the end. Uh, if you think about the effect of a funnel, you know, the dispersed parts as you're filling up your gas in your mower or oil in the car or whatever, how, how this disparate fluid would, would break apart if it weren't for the funnel, but the funnel forces it into a place, right? And, it, and it, it, it concentrates it, and, and with enough force and with enough concentration and with enough airflow, you'll even get a vortex of pressure, Right? I've said before, I I like the show uh, Deadliest Catch, you know. There's something about that, watching these guys, that makes me feel like, man, I'm not quite manly enough, I guess, because there is no way I would go out into the Bering Sea for months at a time to catch crab, you know. I I love crab, too, but I, I wouldn't do this would not do this. Sometimes these, these big boats, and they, they are big, and they're powerful, they're strong, but the strength that they have in their, their engines is nothing compared to the strength of that sea. Sometimes they'll draw close to the Aleutian Islands, and, and where they're broken apart, you know, there's a strait where they can get through if they need to get to the other side to either deliver or pick something up or, or whatever the case might be. But in, in particular situations, in particular storms, it, it may not even be raging outside, but just because of the conditions of the water, their boats are barely strong enough to move forward. Now here's, that, that's amazing, right? But 
but the waves are hitting them from the back. And still their boats are barely strong enough to move forward. That sounds kind of distressful. I said this word distress means like a narrowing, a straight, right? You see, the, the current underneath is so strong, pulling against the boat in the opposite direction. It's so strong that even though the waves are crashing the opposite direction, they're barely moving one or two miles an hour. There shall be distress of nations. We're trying the hardest we can to move in a particular direction. And the current is absolutely blowing us to pieces off, off course. And we can only do this in the modern day because of all of our tricks, all of our gadgets, right? The only reason we think we're even gaining ground is because of the technology, just like the modern boat, right, with that engine. If it was a sailboat, what would it do? It would be like Paul when he's caught in that storm called Eurachlodon. And we were left with no choice but to just drop the sails and let the sea drive the boat wherever it wanted to. Distress of nations, folks. Think about what I just told you about this area between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Here is a self-proclaimed nation. It's, it's debated on who owns it, but they have proclaimed they had their own government. They're a Christian people, Christian since the 4th century. And a Muslim nation attacks it, drives it out. It's committing genocide and displacement. And what does the United, I'm sorry, the United States of America say? You know, a nation that's founded on the principles of, of, of Judeo-Christian heritage. What do we say? Don't look over there. Don't, don't look over there. We've got enough conflicts going on. We're going we're gonna to support this and we're going to support that. Now, now you think about this. You know, we're, we're supporting a war in Ukraine and, and, and maybe we should. And we're supporting Israel and maybe we should. But you know, for the wealth that America has, it, it doesn't have unlimited wealth. Distress of nations. And you know who the protectorate of Armenia has been historically? Russia. Well, doesn't that seem upside down? Doesn't that seem uh, inside out? Yeah, welcome to the world in 2023. Distress of nations. With perplexity. Distress of nations and no one can figure it out. Distress of nations and everyone's trying to say, ah, uh, what do we do next? I mentioned three conflicts and it wouldn't be shocking, I don't think, to anyone if we saw a fourth 
within a year if China were to attack Taiwan. You see, during COVID, they did that to Hong Kong. Hong Kong's gone as an independent movement. It was one of the freest, at least in terms of business and commerce, one of the freest places on the planet. It's gone. China took it. Or in their mind, of course, took it back. Wouldn't be surprising at all if we saw this happen again within a year. Distress of nations, or if you like, nations shall rise against nation. Kingdom shall rise against kingdom. You will see pestilence. You will see earthquakes in diverse places. You will see all manner of chaos, but the end is not yet. So I kind of, you know, like to ask you the question today, what, what would you do? Because we have this false sense of security in the United States that, that, that we're insulated from this trouble. But, you know, what, what would you do if, if this week we were attacked as Israel was a week and a half ago? And all of a sudden, you're looking for, who's the actor in Red Dawn? Patrick Swayze? Oh, come on, some of you movie buffs. Patrick Swayze? Yeah. All of you are looking around for the Wolverines to protect you, you know. What, what would you do in, in, in such a situation? I mean, our attitudes might change quite, quite quickly if war came to our land. But should it change? Should we not be the same? What, what are you talking about? I, I mean that we have had distress of nations before today. This is not a message of divine new revelation that no one else has. Folks, we have been living through a turmoil on this earth since at least 2020 that's hard to wrap our hands around, hard to grab hold of. What we have seen happen with COVID, what was probably deliberately, well, maybe deliberately set upon us, but certainly manufactured in in in. Lab- laboratories and and whether it broke out or was set out upon us and millions of people have died and then we get a vaccine that is forced down our throat that is killing more people but what has our attitude been about that i gotta keep my job i gotta just line up and do whatever they tell me to do well what would you do if you were attacked physically by 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 militaries Would you be worried about your job then? Hello? Well, it's not the same. Is it? Is it not the same? Is it not distress of nations? Is it not nations rising against nations? Is it not distress of nations with perplexity? And the entire world trying to figure out what to do next and not willing to admit they don't know what to do next. And here's the great mystery. You don't know what to do next because you don't know Jesus Christ. If they knew what to do, they'd be on their knees in prayer. There would be great repentance, not to only our country, but throughout the entire world. With the distress with the perplexity, with the war. 
Where is anyone? Where is someone? Where is a leader to fall on their knees and say, God, help us. God, help us. God, help us. God, guide us. God, guide us. As I said before, some preachers, some churches, they don't like to talk about politics, right, from the pulpit. We wouldn't want to do that. I mean, we certainly wouldn't want to offend anybody. We certainly wouldn't want to step on anyone's toes. I mean, does it really matter who the president is? I, I don't know. Did it matter that Ahab became king in Israel and brought in idolatry and, and married Jezebel? Did it matter then? It's awful quiet in here. Awful quiet in here. Does it matter who the, oh, does my vote matter? Does this, does it matter? Yeah. Hey, folks, politics matters. Who's in charge matters. It affects you. And when we have bumbling people who can't complete sentences in office, it matters. And it don't matter what side of the political spectrum they fall on. And we, when we have braggadocious blowhards in office, it matters. And it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum they fall on. We are running out of people to vote for. Because no one wants to be a leader, stand up and say, we need God in America again. We need God. I know it's been real popular, make America great again, right? That's been real popular for a few years. How about, like, you know, make America pray again. Make America fast again. Make America get, get humble before the Lord again. We just feel like we're insulated from anything. Because we have grown up, and, and, and the oldest among us, this is, this is pr probably true, we have just grown up in a time where America has been the superpower or one of the superpowers, and we're really the only one left now, but will that last? Doubtful. Doubtful. We have zero appreciation for history. We have zero appreciation for the warnings of God. Hello. Zero appreciation for it. You're going to be worried about the same things when all of society breaks down? Boy, it sure does sound like doom and gloom, doesn't it, Pastor? Why don't you make us happy? Hey, I'm just trying to be honest with you. I'm just trying to preach what's in the Bible. I'm just trying to, you know, as he said, look up and see the signs. But don't just see the signs of the turmoil. Just don't see the signs of the wars and rumors of war. Don't look up and see the signs and let your heart fail you for fear of those things you see coming upon the earth. Look up and see him coming. Your redemption draweth nigh, church. Don't feel the distress. Don't be in perplexity. You're a child of God. Serve him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and be assured he's coming 
to take you home. He's coming to take you home. Amen. All of these things must come to pass. I'm not trying to be so prophetic that I say America has a certain timeline and you've only got one year, five years, ten years. I'm not saying that because I don't know. I'm one of those few preachers that won't claim to know those things. Amen? For no man knows the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man cometh. No man knows. But just as as he goes on to say, you look to the trees and you you know what time is springtime and you know what time is summertime and you know when harvest time is coming. So do we see and so do we feel that distress. Like, Like fruit in a great press where you're trying to extract juice. That tension is building and building, and building, and building. And there is one thing that will stop it. What's that, war? Well, you know, wars come. But I'm not talking about just any war. I'm talking about the last war. I'm talking about when Jesus comes down with such authority out of the sky that he splits the mountain of olives in half. And he lays waste to the armies of this world and says, no more. No more. We're going to do it my way. Yeah, we're going to do it his way. But you know, as a Christian, as a believer, as someone who has access to a Bible, we've got this great advantage. We can do that now. We can warm up right now. We can, we can start right now. We can have a prayer life right now. We can be repentant right now. We can, it, we can practice the Beatitudes right now. We, we can live in the fruit of the Spirit right now. We can operate in the gifts of the Spirit right now. We can have a, a song in our heart. We can have a praise on our lips. We can be encouraging to our fellow man. Hey, do I have a witness out there today? Uh, when you see all of these distresses, be a Christian all the more. When you see all this trouble in the world, world be a Christian all the more find a place to pray and pray in tongues and pray in the spirit and and, and do, do something that, that that will shock the world admit that you don't have the answer admit that Jesus is still the way the truth and the life and tell the world your hope your hope lies in him your hope lies in him and in him alone Is that old song, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word. What a relief of the distress. What a relief of the distress. If you can just take him at his word. That all things work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. Right? That doesn't mean that everything's going to go smooth in your life. In fact, he's very clear when he's talking to the disciples in this discourse we read from, you will be delivered to men, and some of you will be killed. But don't even think about what you're going to say. The Spirit will come upon you. It will speak through you. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. 
I don't need to worry about tomorrow. I don't, I don't have to fret. If, if God takes care of the birds, he can take care of me. What are you, what are you going to do when, when the war comes to this land? Oh, that would never happen. Oh, that would never happen. Oh, yeah, you got a crystal ball, do you? Maybe it won't. I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't, but, but whether it, war happens on our soil or not, that does not mean we will escape distress of nations. That does, not mean we, that does not mean we won't be affected. We are affected right now by these wars going on. It is a proxy war between us and Russia in Ukraine. We have exhausted seven years' worth of ammunition in a year and a half. That doesn't mean we can't make more bombs. That doesn't make we, mean we can't make more bullets. But that's how serious this is. That's how, how draining this is on resources. Maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to, to take sides in it, really. I'm more trying to say, you better get ready for eternity. You better get ready for eternity. Because who wins in these conflicts is, is not nearly as important as who's going to win in eternity. And let me cut to the chase there. Let's go right to the end of the story. It's Jesus that wins. It's Jesus that wins. Amen. He comes riding on a cloud with a million of his saints. And he wins. Won't you stand with me today? Aaron, come on. And let's sing. Behold, he comes, riding on a cloud, shining like the sun at the trumpet's call. Lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee. Boy, it doesn't feel like Jubilee with all this distress. Folks, didn't you hear? We get to win. We get to go to heaven. We get to spend eternity with him. Don't be surprised. Don't be overtaken in fear. Don't be distressed like the rest of the world. Behold, he comes Riding on a cloud Shining like the sun at the trumpet's call, lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee. Out of Zion's hill, salvation Have the trumpets call, lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee, <coughs> out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Behold, he comes, riding on a cloud, shining like the sun at 
the trumpets call, lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee, and out of science here's salvation comes. Behold, he comes, riding on a cloud, shining like the sun. At the trumpets call, lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 These are the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. These are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness being restored.
Zion's hill of salvation come. good time for all of us to come to the altar. If it's to praise him, let's praise him. If it's to bear our souls before him, let's bear our souls before him. But I think as a congregation, right now is a time that we need to together come before God, to come before him with our needs, to come before him with our praise, to come before him with our worship. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. To trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the saith the Lord, Jesus, Jesus. How I trust him, how I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. 
trust him how 